there is power in the name of Jesus. Freedom in the name of Jesus. We speak your name, Lord. We cry out to you. Jesus, have mercy on us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I just want to take just a, a few minutes just to share just a few thoughts with us as we start to draw our time to a close. We've been in our Zio online gatherings looking at the story of Joseph, the technicolored dream coat guy. Has anyone ever performed Joseph in your school? Has anyone done that? Anna's done that? Anyone else? Even Mark. Even Mark did that. Wow. I bet, I bet he was Pharaoh. <laughs> he looks like Pharaoh. Teasing. And uh, this amazing, famous story made famous by Andrew Lloyd Webber's musical, this story of a dreamer. And we've been thinking about Joseph's story in the light of big questions around identity and purpose. Who are we and why are we here? And we began the story just a few weeks ago. We found this 17-year-old boy who has two dreams that one day his brothers will bow down before him. And coupled with the fact that he's a favorite son, it's no surprise that his elder brothers are not too keen on his brother. And so they do something utterly terrible. They sell him as a slave. They tell his father that he's been killed. And poor, poor Joseph, as the musical goes, finds himself hundreds and hundreds of miles away in Egypt, the slave of an Egyptian Roman commander called Potiphar. And yet in that place, a place he doesn't want to be, miles from family, he prospers. Good things happen. He, he rises above it, becomes essentially like second only to Potiphar in the house. He does really, really well in a place of slavery. And it all seems that maybe the dream is coming back on track again. And then trouble hits because Potiphar's wife accuses him of assault. And I just want to read just a few verses from the closing verses of Genesis 39 in terms of what happened after she made that accusation. This is uh, verses 19 through to verses 23. It says, Potiphar was furious when he heard his wife's story about how Joseph had treated her. And so he took Joseph and threw him into prison where the king's prisoners were held. And there he remained. But the Lord was with Joseph in the prison and showed him his faithful love. Some versions say showed him his loving kindness. And the Lord made Joseph a favorite with the prison warden. Your translation may, may say that God showed him great favor. And before long, the scripture says, the warden put Joseph in charge of all the other prisoners and over everything that happened in the prison. The warden had no more worries because Joseph took care of everything. The Lord was with him and caused everything he did 
to succeed. This crazy story. Now, if you're as old as me, you will remember the great prophetic, prophetic, not pathetic, song of that amazing poet Ronan Keating, who once sang, Life is a roller coaster, you've just got to ride it. Come on, you Ronan Keating fans. And, and like, we know that that's true. We know that life is a roller coaster. We've experienced the roller coaster of life in the last 15 months. Like, it feels like we're free and then we're locked down again. We're going on holiday and then we're going nowhere. It feels like we get two steps forward and three steps back. And this, the highs, the lows, the ups and downs, the successes and failures, the joys, the sorrows. Life is a roller coaster. And that was Joseph's experience. Ups and downs, highs and lows. And now he's in prison with no possible signs of parole probably thinking he'll be there for the rest of his life. In fact, if we, as we'll find out in weeks to come, Joseph is in prison for 10 years. I mean, that's a long time to be in prison, unjustly, falsely accused. And, and maybe if we were Joseph, we, we would even understandably feel really disappointed in God, really disillusioned. Like, how can I find myself in a place of prison? And yet something incredible happens that Joseph prospers in his prison. The prison is not his destiny. God is eventually going to bring him out of it, but he is in prison for 10 years. And in the prison, in the suffering, in the struggle, in the storm, you pick your metaphor, he prospers. Incredible things happen. And this is, like, this is an important story for us. Because maybe you feel today... Or, or if not you, you know people who genuinely feel like they're in prison. Like you might feel like you're in a health prison. You're locked up in health conditions with no visible sign of parole from those conditions. You may be in a financial prison. You may feel like you're in a situational prison that just feels like there's no end in sight. Like we all can find seasons of life when we just feel like we are locked down. There's no hope what's going to happen. And yet what this story encourages us, whatever kind of lockdown, whatever kind of prison, whatever you feel enslaved to, trapped in, hemmed in by, we can learn something that actually even in that place you can prosper. Again, let me underline, it's not your destiny. God will move you on and out of it. But in that place, God can still do something incredible. Even though we don't want to be there. Like Joseph didn't want to be in prison. And, and what we see is these four things that give us an assurance that even in the place of prison, like God was so present with Joseph. Four things. Did you see them? The first three are in verse 21. It says, and the Lord was with Joseph. Five words. The Lord was with Joseph. But what's interesting in the Hebrew language, those five words are only two words in the Hebrew language. Literally, the words Yehovah Yosef. Jehovah Yosef, which if we directly translated that, that would be Jehovah Joseph. Those five words in the Hebrew are literally Jehovah Joseph. Jehovah is a, is, is a title for God. And the name Joseph means that he will be added to, that he will have increase. And so even in those simple five phrases, what God was saying to Joseph, Joseph, in the place of decrease, in the place of limits, I'm the God who is with you. 
but not just with you like a cellmate is with you, just to be your mate and to comfort you. Not powerless, but actually I'm with you and I'm powerful to bring increase in the place of your decrease. To bring addition when you feel like life has been subtracted. To bring life when you feel like you're stuck in death. That God is with you, but he's with you to bring increase. An increase of what? Secondly, it goes to say, and so the Lord was very kind. Faithful love, loving kindness, this this wonderful word means. Like the kindness of God. And, And in fact, Joseph knew that God had already been very kind because... In Egyptian culture, if you were accused of assaulting another man's wife, particularly if he was a head of an army, the sentence was death. So the fact that he wasn't even killed, Joseph knew already that was the kindness of God, even in the place of suffering. It could have been so much worse. And he continues to see that kindness when we see this third thing where it says that he is granted great favor. I mean, this is crazy. Like, this is favor in the storm. This is favor favor in the struggle, in the suffering. This is favor that lifts him above this situation. And, and he rises to prominence again, just like he did with Potiphar. Favor with the prison warden. Like, God gives him opportunity. God gives him possibility. He's still in prison but he's able to rise above this and God really starts to use him in this place of difficulty. He has great favor with people and he experiences an incredible amount of freedom even in the prison. Like, try to get your head around that. If you're feeling in prison in any sense today, then God has favor for you to still feel and be free and be good news to others. And then this fourth thing in verse 23 tells us that then he prospered. He prospered in prison. He was successful in everything he did. He progressed even in the prison. The prison wasn't his destiny, but in the prison, God was increasing in loving kindness, in favor, and growing him and prospering him. Like if if this was our situation, then day one we're in prison. We're just praying like, God, get me out in day two. I just want to be out, but he's there for 10 years. But in that place, God was able to do such good things in him and through him. If you're here today as I, as I close and pray, and you feel locked in and hemmed in, or you know people that are, so I know how hard that is. I know how disappointing that is. I know how frustrating that is. But this story reminds us that in that place, God is with you to supply, to provide, to be kind. God cares. He cares about you. And he will bring you through. And I hope it's two days and not ten years. But even if it's ten years, you can prosper with God in the place of prison, in the place of pain. You may say, well, how does that even work? I don't even know. But as you reach out to God and invite him into your every day, expect him to lift you above it. Expect to see his kindness at work. One of the most famous things that Jesus ever said is, seek and you will find. And you know, that's the true thing of life. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find. If you're in in a tough spot and you're 
looking for the absence of God, well, guess what? That's what you'll find. If you're thinking that God isn't present, then that's what you'll find because we always find what we're looking for. But if you're looking and expecting that to see the kindness of God in the toughest of places, you'll see it. The fingerprints of heaven, the hallmarks of a loving, kind God all around you if you would lift your eyes and see. And so as the band come back to lead us in our final song, I, I want to take a moment to pray for us. And so if you feel able, I'm going to invite you just put your hand on your heart for a moment. Because maybe this prayer is for you, or maybe this prayer is for someone else that you know. Maybe you're good, but you know someone who really feels that they are in a prison of suffering and struggle. And we want to pray first and foremost that they would be free of it. We pray in the name of Jesus right now in this place for people who are in the, the prison of sickness. In the name of Jesus, we agree together, be healed right now in this car park, be healed. We pray for financial provision, miracles of finance, miracles of employment, miracles of restored relationship, miracles of freedom from addiction and anxiety and worry and fear. We pray for those miracles, Lord. We pray for them, breakthrough, supernatural, crazy stuff from heaven. We pray for all that. But Lord, for those of us for whom that answer is not yet today, may we find the kindness of God the favor of God. May we grow and prosper in the painful places lifted above it that we would become better and not bitter. That we would draw from your strength and power. And that even in those difficult places, just like Moses, just like Joseph, we will hold on to you and see you at work until that great day comes when we're free again. Lord, do that for each and every one of us. And for those that we love and care about, I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.